Okay. What up, everybody? This your boy B Rob, and we're here with another edition of Wrestling is Trash, a nonsensical wrestling podcast to where we talk about professional wrestling, past, present, <coughs> cough, and quite possibly the future. I had to get it out. I had to push that corona out of my system. <laughs> but uh, happy Veterans Day to all the veterans out there in the world that may be listening or watching or whatever the case may be. Happy Veterans Day to you. Happy Veterans Day to you, sir. Uh, to my microphone. This, damn it, it's this way. All right, to that way. <laughs> Is you watching wrestling? I am, actually. I'm watching Survivor I know, I Series see it 15. in your window. Yeah, Undertaker and that fighting boy. Ooh. Happy Veterans Day again to you. Yeah. You but, dog. What, what we got crack-a-lacking? today homie you had some some stuff on your mind you wanted to get off your chest sometimes yeah, we, about we were sitting there actually at work talking about veterans day kind of things kind of opportunities and things we've done that we kind of got a credit to our time in the military you know what i mean so i was yeah. like we, we was talking about i was talking about wrestling i was like yo i've done a lot of wrestling stuff i made a lot of friends just strictly off wrestling and being in the military like i feel kind of like what we say all the time, like how we have that kind of group chat, like, you know, you know how it is in the military. I, I could have never met you, but I run into you at work. We'd probably click just because we were both in the military. I feel it's kind of the same thing with the wrestling community. Yeah, it's uh, definitely a thing. It's all, wrestling is like its own cult, <laughs> pretty much, mm-hmm. you know, because um, I don't know. It just it feels right. It's weird to say that. It just it just feels right. If you say you go somewhere, you feel uncomfortable, you feel alone and some shit, and you just overhear somebody talking about a wrestling match, and you're just like, oh, was this you say? I like wrestling. And then it's like it kind of overcompasses anxiety and all kinds of other things like that. Because if you're like a socially awkward person, you shy. But if somebody gets to talk about wrestling or something like that, or just something in general that you're interested in, it's just like, all that shit gets pushed to the side and you're like wrestling can we talk about the wrestling i like the wrestling <laughs> it's kind of like you and i honestly when i first got to missouri i was there like two months i knew who you were because i would see you we weren't on the same team you know you i'm a corporal at the time you're a staff sergeant. i'm like you know how it is i ain't gonna just go up to you and be hey what up bro you know what i mean so it's yeah. like then we went to that one wrestling show together that house show in springfield yeah man with all the, of us it was a big group of us yeah, that was the one. That was the first one we went to, right? That was because uh, Roque yeah. drove the van, right? Yeah, yeah, we took the van. Yep. And yeah. then after that, you, me, and you, you know, kind of went on from there. Because then later, literally, not even a year later, me, you, Roque was supposed to go, but he had a a family member, I believe, or a close friend pass away. So yeah. Dunn came, but then we went to Battleground. And that's when the Undertaker came back, right? Yeah, and I think that's the last time you were excited to see that motherfucker. Yeah, I think so. Because you were. I have the videos on my phone to prove it. Yeah, I think it really was because that was before WrestleMania 30, right? No, that was or was it shortly was, after? He That was the Mania. So that was in July. That Mania is when he came back to fight uh, Wyatt. Okay, yeah. So it was after WrestleMania 30. Yeah, after WrestleMania, yep. He interfered with Lesnar and Rollins. Yeah, yeah. I think that's where the downturn started for me. I mean, I was excited in that moment, but I think around when him and Brock had the Hell in the Cell, 
I think that's when it started to go down for me. <laughs> yeah, because when he fought Shane at Hell in a Cell, it was eh. But like you said, did you ever end up watching the last chapter? You said you're waiting until he's done. Look, uh, that's just how I am with this particular instance. It's just like, I don't feel like I need to watch that shit until I know for sure that, that he the doors close or whatever. I mean, there there's occasion for an occasional appearance to where, you know, hey, you know, they're doing like this special thing. He pop up or something. I mean, I'm cool with stuff like that. But as long as this motherfucker ain't wrestling. Yeah. And like know. I said, I'll tell you something from it. It's not giving it away because it's obvious because we actively watch wrestling. But yeah. we all know when he fought Roman, he did not look good in that match. No, no. But you'll see, like, before that, like, the days before when he decides to record, he limping and all that shit around, and then he was bigger. Then when he trained for that New Orleans match that you saw with Cena, you know, yeah. obviously he was training for a match. I guess he didn't know it was a squash, but they show him putting on his gear, like, that night backstage, and he's, like, you know, has all that room in his shit because he lost, like, 35 pounds. Yeah. Because you got to admit, uh, well, the Boneyard match, he looked good, but that's cinematic, you know. But yeah. I thought he looked good, at least in his last match. Now, granted, it was a tag match, that one with Roman against McIntyre and Shane. But I thought I, he looked good. I vaguely remember that. <laughs> uh, probably because I didn't watch it. <laughs> but we remember how awful the Goldberg match was. Oh, I, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I've seen glimpses of the shenanigans goldberg had button doors can't concussions and shit no it wasn't even that the motherfucker ran his head into that fucking ring post <laughs> yeah true after that it was a wrap man i mean i don't i don't even feel like it could have been too much better even if he hadn't smacked his head or got concussed you know but well, I just I think it would have been a lot shorter it would have just been to the point and it would have been done you know what it is, too, though? I get it. It is kind of a dream match. You know, Goldberg ran the 90s on their side. Undertaker did on his, like, Stone Cold. Definitely Stone Cold Goldberg is better at dream match, in my opinion, because they're both bald. But uh, Taker goes distance. Goldberg doesn't go distance. Goldberg doesn't have good long matches. Yeah. And then I know it's, it's weird, too, because you talk about going the distance. You know, it's weird to say. It's, it's, I don't even know how I'm I'm forming my, my brain matter to compile thoughts to say these words I'm about to say. Goldberg would have been better off if he never came back. I mean, obviously, it's great to see him. Big pop. You know, it would it drew money. Yeah, whatever. But he would have been better off had he never come back. Because he's, he's starting to do the same shit that the undertaker was doing you know he went out on a dime he went out great i mean you know we wouldn't it's, it wasn't the ending that we wanted you know the ending of the streak and then all that other bullshit or whatever but he was gone and that was the end of it and boom you know undertaker greatest of all time but to me him and goldberg they keep coming back and they keep fucking up and they keep sullying that shit. They keep spoiling it. And it I, I don't fucking like it. You know. And then like I said, we've said before in here, Goldberg ain't done. He's still got a couple matches on contract. Yeah, uh, supposedly what two to four left matches. <laughs> I think he has to do twenty year twenty twenty one and maybe twenty twenty two. 
2022. But two matches. What I don't like what they did with Goldberg was, dog, why are you getting this? Dude, since he came back in 2017, he's had two Universal title runs. Like, why? He Goldberg. Yeah. See, Goldberg coming back was a total waste of money and time for that company. He doesn't have it anymore. You know, I mean. Or even if, even if they did. Sorry, I cut you off. I know you were fucked. Even if they did, he came back in 2016. They did the squash match with Brock, and then the one again at Mania as a rematch and Brock. That was again. fine. Cool. That was fine. Yeah, it didn't need to be for the title either. No. But uh, that, no, I, I think that's. I think that's the thing that they do wrong, or what we perceive that they do wrong. It's just like you have these big marquee players like The Undertaker, like Brock, like Goldberg. And anybody within that, you know, legendary status, you put, you bring them in, you automatically know they're going to gain the attention of wrestling fans. You already know it's going to put asses in seats if, you know, if we was doing that type of thing. But it's going to put eyeballs on the television because you have these key marquee names. You know, they're not there often and it was big back in the heyday when they were there. People want to know what the fuck is going on with them. But then you do this bullshit. And it's not what you expect it to be. And then you keep doing this bullshit and it's not what you expect it to be. And it's just, it's not working. But to your point, because of their name alone, the title should nowhere be involved in that bullshit. And if it is, they should not win. It should be strictly to put the title holder or that newer talent over. And then you you got to blame Goldberg. Because clearly, now I don't know what they've ever had planned for Taker, but at least he ain't taking title matches. Now, Taker, I said this, a lot of people disagree, some agree. Taker, the only dude I think who could win the title but retire with it kind of thing. Like, do the whole, uh, with the belt and the ring, and then, oh, he retired, someone else, now we do a tournament or something. I kind of felt like that could have been the deal with the streak. I mean, he didn't necessarily... you he didn't Brock have to lose. Now that you think about yeah, he didn't necessarily have to lose the streak. Or the match that he did lose the streak in would also be a title match. You know, I want to go out. Title. Yeah, it could have been like, I, I want to go out as the greatest of all time. I want to go out undefeated at WrestleMania. I want to go out as the champion. You know, and that could have been like a crazy, freaking awesome story. But we don't get what we want. <laughs> That was a game time decision too, apparently. What was that? Ending the streak. I think it was until literally a day or two before it was planned for Taker to beat Brock. And then that's what we all expected, but I think they just wanted to be different. And then it's not like the streak was a thing initially that they were aware of and that they were doing on purpose. It's just how the booking happened to be. You know, yeah, he says in his documentary he didn't realize he was undefeated, I think, until he was maybe like seven or eight, you know. Mm-hmm. And then one of them was kind of fluky or whatever, it was like a tag match type deal with oh, the one with A training, yeah, all that crazy, shit. yeah. No, but I guess what we were kind of getting at with the whole podcast, the point behind it is, but we got talking about that punk ass Undertaker and that sorry ass Goldberg. <laughs> They were on the TV. You see that? You're on TV, and then we can deviate. But uh, what do you think? I guess we can dive into the shows or whatever. But like, kind of like you said, like you got to think 
like, so when I was in North Carolina before I met you, that's where I met George, right? And like, we yeah. came to wrestling. And it's crazy because, like, I, it's weird because I still stay in touch with them. We talk about more than just wrestling, but it's yeah. crazy that that was the one thing through all the time knowing each other in the Marine Corps and all that, that kept, you know, because how many people you meet in the Marine Corps that you don't talk to once you PCS or something like that? You know what I mean? Yeah. You're right. You know? Sorry again. So I guess like so all the different shows, like, did you start going to a lot more shows kind of once Missouri came? Because that's when we started doing the Mania trips. and. Well, Missouri for me, even though it wasn't like the most ideal duty station. Yeah, we, we can agree on that. <laughs> but I feel like it was some of the best times for me, you know, in my career because I was so exposed to wrestling. I had never been around that much wrestling from the time I was in the Marine Corps or whatever. I mean, just that area in itself to where we were was just surrounded by all kinds of wrestling, independent wrestling, WWE, and just all kinds of stuff. And, you know, because of being there and how, you know, I guess my true fandom of professional wrestling came out to, <laughs> to where, you know, people wanted to send me, you know, and my family wanted to send me to a WrestleMania, you know? And so I went to my first WrestleMania from Missouri. And then even the one you the one you went the year after it was in Dallas, it was eight hours away. I know. I, I drive longer than that to go home and visit family. I was like, eight hours that ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> that one you had floor seats too, right? They were kind of yeah, I was, back, but you were on the ground. Yeah, I was on the ground level of the Cowboy Stadium, which is fucking ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Because my cousin lives in Dallas, and I saw the stadium, and it's massive. Dude, I was on the side that Shane McMahon fell off the cage. Yeah, I remember you seeing the videos. I was like, oh, my God. And then I caught the the, the Shane O'Mac money and everything, and I don't even know where it is now. I was going to ask you if it still has that. It's somewhere, because I got a box with all my autographs and all my wrestling stuff in it somewhere. It's just somewhere in this house. But it's just crazy. I got a Ric Flair like lottery ticket signed by Ric Flair, who I met in Walmart. In Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah. I know who would think you would start a podcast or your Instagram would be 90% Walmart. And that's where you met Ric Flair of all people. That's kind of another reason why I probably kept going to Walmart too. <laughs> I was like, who, who else is going to be in here? <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, you know, you see Rikishi in aisle six. <laughs> well, shit, I, I meet random motherfuckers, random motherfuckers in, when I go places because um, I was in Lejeune. And I went to the exchange one day and fucking Roll Warrior Hawk was there. <laughs> I mean, not Hawk. Yeah. Animal. Because <laughs> um, that, day, that, that day he died, you know, not too long ago, I posted a picture of me and him in exchange together. <laughs> it's just crazy, too, because, like, obviously nowadays you see it, too. Right? Maybe back then we just died and pay attention. But even now the active roster has a lot of Marines on it. Mm-hmm. Lacey Evans. Military, not just Marines, because look yeah, at Bobby yeah. Lashley. Yeah, Bobby Lashley, Lacey Evans, um, the freaking dude from um, goddamn. Montez. Montez for the dude from the Forgotten Sons. Yeah, Steve Culler. Two of them, yeah, I think. Two I of them are yeah, in Forgotten yeah. Sons. I think uh, what? Randy Orton was one, too. Yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah. He earned the title. <laughs> yeah, he earned the title, but I don't think he, he kept it when he left. <laughs> But it's just crazy, like little things, like how you said, exposed to so much. Like me and George always said to each other, like, "Yo, 
another mania happens near on the east coast we gotta go yeah because we became boys in 13 but after mania and then shit we the three of us went <laughs> yeah yeah I mean, we went to that shit and it but it was crazy too like wrestling just in the military exposed like i'll never forget it was a few weeks before mania i don't know if you remember it's when i actually met macy the first time through george but um I remember we were setting up the pull-up bar, you know, doing the little recruiting thing. And they let us in like an hour before they even let people in. And I'm just setting up, sitting there. And all of a sudden, Jeff Hardy's just walking with his hands in his pocket. Just walking a lap. And I was like, ah, I'm not going to bother the dude. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. ah, that ain't me. Like, yo, we close, like, you know, 10 feet away. Like, not going to be that guy, you know? Yeah. And then uh, he did another lap. And he looked at me and he said, what's up? And we talked, like, very briefly kind of regretted now i didn't ask for a photo but they probably get so bombarded with that shit i was like you know what, man i'm so the experience was kind of enough you know yeah i mean and it was kind of similar you bring up uh jeff hardy i was in uh jacksonville north carolina once again and um <laughs> i forgot why i had to go home but i was taking a flight i, I flew up to raleigh and I was taking my connector in Raleigh to go down to Houston. And I'm sitting there in the terminal, you know, getting ready to board the plane. Lita, Matt Hardy, and Jeff Hardy walk through the terminal and they sit literally two seats away from me. And I'm just like, for hey. real? This is <laughs> happening right now. This is that they're like right there. Like Lita is sitting two seats away from me, and Matt and Jeff are right on the other side of her. And I'm just like, Fuck, and I was just, just like you. I mean, man, they probably traveling, they busy, and you know they probably get this all the fucking time. So I'm sitting there dorky than the motherfucker. I think I'm like a Lance Corporal or something like that. <laughs> I was real young in, and I had my little shoulder bag and shit, and I had like the Marine Corps sticker on the front, you know, real boot like. You know, I'm talking about like the recruiter ones you hand out the the shiny silver one and shit. Oh yeah. And I just kind of flopped it over the chair and shit so it faced them so they could see it. And hopefully they start a conversation and shit. And then uh, I was uh, I was like, well, shit, I got to use the restroom. I said, maybe I can stop by the gift shop and get a disposable camera and take a picture or some shit like that. Then I got to the, the freaking checkout counter. There's like $27 for a disposable camera. I was like, fuck you. And I was like, I'll commit this to memory. <laughs> That's just what we got to do. Yeah. So you've met a few people in the airport. Yeah, the way it's looking, WrestleMania 37 is going to be going in Tampa. I mean, how do, how do you feel about that? Because, I mean, it was supposed to be where you're going, you know, in Cali. Well, I was hoping you'd be there with me, shit. <laughs> yeah. And this is kind of extra shitty, too, because the spot that they're doing it in was the one that they were supposed to do the WrestleMania in for 36, yeah. you know, but the COVID shit. So the, so the Raymond think, James uh, Stadium. It's probably pushing everyone a year back. Say what? I think they're probably just pushing everyone a year back. Yeah. But probably. I know the reason they were so adamant on doing Cali, and that's why I didn't give up on it yet, but probably because I want to go. But it's because that new stadium they built this year, not this year's, next year's Super Bowl is going to be in there. Oh, yeah. And Vince wanted to set the attendance record because the Super Bowl obviously isn't going to break it not that people aren't going to go but they can't have fans on the field like wrestlemania you know yeah so yeah i'm, I'm definitely bummed but vegas is four hours away 
So my backup plan, if they don't, is hopefully double or nothing happens in Vegas. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I might be interested in doing something like that. When is that supposed to be? It's, it's always Memorial Day weekend, which I like. And I like – that's one thing I guess to kind of give AEW credit. i got to move my location. Is I like how they uh, – like how their pay-per-views are on Saturday. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's pretty always cool. uh, Memorial Day weekend, I think. And I think, like, you know, thinking from my standpoint or whatever, a, a pay-per-view being on a Saturday, I mean, that's, like, less time that um, – I would have to take off from work too, in a sense, because I can uh, fly in on a Friday night or even early that Saturday and be gone Sunday and be back in time for work. I mean, I don't have to take up all my leave and all kind of shit like that. Yeah, so I'm hoping double or nothing. I want to go to double or nothing just because I've only been to WWE shows. I want to do something else now. They had an AEW show that was going to be here, a Dynamite show. COVID shit happened and it got canceled, which I got an email probably about a month ago saying that, hey, whenever we come back in uh, 21 or 22 or whatever, you still got a ticket with us. <laughs> so I think that's cool that they're still honoring it, even though it's going to be like a year or two later. Yeah, so shit, I don't know. But so you, because you went to Capital Punishment too because of the Marine Corps, right? Well, yes and no. Because um, the way I wind up going there, because that was in D.C., and I was in Jacksonville, North Carolina, and uh, <laughs> I had a homeboy that I served with. He, he um, We were stationed there together in Jacksonville, and, you know, we would keep in touch regularly. You know, he was like one of the rare ones that I didn't know because of wrestling that I would, you know, actively keep up with. So I talked to him right before I went on a deployment. And, you know, we was keeping up through email and shit, just keeping tabs and shit. And just one day, stop hearing from him. Phone was off, no emails, nothing. Never heard from him again, like, for years. And I was like, whoa, this is fucking weird. I don't know what happened to this guy. You know, he was just like, yeah. just off the face of the earth. And that, I mean, it's a whole nother story. But I connected with him again, oddly enough, playing words with friends. <laughs> So we send the messages back to each other through words with friends. You know? <laughs> and that's how I found him. I, I don't even know how that shit worked. But, I mean, I found him via that. He said he was up in D.C. And I drove from Jacksonville to D.C. to try to find him. And I couldn't get up with him for whatever reason. And I just wound up going to the pay-per-view. Because, I mean, that was, that was the fallback plan. My wife was like, you hadn't seen him in years. I remember you talking about him all the time. You know what I mean? You should go up there. And since they're having a show, you if you don't meet up or whatever the case may be, at least you'll be there to go to the show. You know? And I was yeah. like, that's why I married you, because you're smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You get a lot of good opportunities. in the, You know what, though? The one thing, and I hope it happens. I still got time. I want to see a tribute to the troops. I never got to see one. I know the last time they did one, well, no, not either last year, two years ago, they did it on New River, right next to Lejeune. Yeah, that, that's that bullshit. And then they did it the closest I got, but I couldn't go because I, I was only there for a cruise school, so it's not like I could just take the day off. They did it in San Diego when I was there on the Navy base over there, Yeah. but I couldn't just take, they did that like 12, so I couldn't just take the day off. You know, when you're out of school, you're out of school. Yeah. So that was aggravating because I'm sitting in class and I'm like, 
I'm 20 minutes away from wrestling. So what? which game was it that had Triple H on the front? Uh, it was a SmackDown versus Raw. You know what year that was? I want to say, let me look it up. I want to say it's 07. But you speaking of tribute to the troops or whatever, what they used to do, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't recall. Yeah, they 2007, still, sorry. 2007, yeah. sorry. So somewhere in there. I don't know if they still do it, you know, in the before times or whatever, but um, they used to go to different fobs in, you know, in theater, in country. I mean, and they What's would go to Iraq and all those other places and they would visit military bases. So they visited where I was. And I don't know if you've seen the picture or not, but I got to take a picture with all of them. I got to take a picture with Batista, The Miz, yep. CM Punk, uh, freaking Mickey James, Alicia Fox, John Morrison, and um, I think maybe two others that I can't recall right now. But they were there on the base. They didn't do a show or anything, but they were just there visiting and you know doing photo opportunities. They was giving out shirts, and that's where yeah, sure I got can. That shirt from that I would wear to every fucking wrestling show that we went to. The uh, tribute to the troops shirt. <laughs> would you go to a tribute to the troops show now, even retired? Yeah, I mean, if it was close enough, I mean, yeah. Because they used to Texas always do them in Fort Hood or whatever, but I don't even know how far that is from me. But yeah, I don't know if they want to go do that now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know now, but I mean, even I, I'm talking about even if we was uh, COVID friendly right now, like if we yeah. didn't have a problem going places, I don't know if they want to go now. Some one of them motherfuckers might come up missing. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? With all that crazy shit happening. Yeah, no, yeah. No, because then um, was it? Then I was gonna kind of dive into really quick too. Uh, You've been kind of watching the build for Survivor Series at all? Or you looked out of it, out of it? Oh, I, I'm aware. Because I, I know the shenanigans that's going on with uh, AJ and his team and everything, but I don't know. Riddle, not Matt Riddle with Riddle. Yeah, that's fucking weird, man. I don't, I don't know, because like, I think they do that because you can't own the rights to somebody's actual name but you can own the rights to a word so if you don't have like riddle is a word pretty much it's just one singular word so they can yeah. kind of tweak the shit with that you know and then you even dave batista that's not his name on wrestling i mean it's dave batista in real life but it's not on wrestling because they spell the name different you know, Batista is spelled different from his actual name. I of, think he has a U in his actual. Yeah, in his actual name is like U something. You know, so they it's just some weird copywriting thing that they. Because Jr. from time to time would call him Dave Batista. <laughs> but, yeah, so yeah. I don't some, know. The only thing I'm confused about it all is with Survivor Series, you need to have a definitive winner, right? Obviously, one brand. They're not going to unless they do some crazy tie shit. But and they do some spontaneous stuff, which I doubt. Which there's only six matches, so if there's going to be a winner, an actual winner from the six, that means it's going to be four to two, one show versus the other. Mm -hmm. Which kind of don't like because then you're pretty much shitting on the raw roster because you know SmackDown's going to win, they're not going to let Randy beat Roman, they're very high on Bianca Belair, so I don't see the SmackDown women match losing, I don't see Sasha losing. And then 
Bobby Lashley will probably beat Sami Zayn. Maybe. And then, um, what's the other one? Maybe the women, maybe the men's Raw wins that one somehow. And then there's one more match. Oh, the Street Profits might beat the New Day. Might. Might. That's the only one that's kind of, but I don't know if you know, the Hurt Business got that title shot Monday. So I don't know if maybe they'll do a title change. I wouldn't be mad at that. No, I feel like Hurt Business versus. uh, And it's it's growing on me. It's growing on me too, man. I want that United States title. See, I like it. You didn't like it at first. No, I didn't. But it's it's, it's growing on me. I've been looking at it and I was just like, oh, I, I. my wife was half paying attention though, but she was in the kitchen and I was in the living room watching. I was like, uh, I kind of said it under my breath with like whisper like she came. I was like, Can you give me that belt? <laughs> She's like, What? Oh, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I'm a big hurt business fan though, too. I want the MVP shirt. I don't yeah, I don't normally buy shirts. I mean, but I want that MVP shirt, that hurt business shirt with the chain. I want yeah. that shirt. I'm a big fan of factions having a lot of titles. I know it's not going to happen, but I'd love to see the Hurt Business with all the gold. Yeah, that's that's what I want, really. Obvious <laughs> champion. They'd probably give MVP United States, even though I'd rather maybe see Cedric or Shelton even with it again. They even, they'll finagle some way to get to 24 again. <laughs> well, no, and then they can have the tag titles. That's four. Mm. Yeah. Because I think the last, I don't remember the last time, well, I know Undisputed Era did an NXT. Yeah. On the main roster, I guess the New Day. On SmackDown, Kofi was champ and Big E and Xavier had the tag. It's pretty mm-hmm. much all the belts. Besides yeah. whatever Intercontinental US, I don't know what title it had at the time. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be against it. But it's not going to happen. No, it's no, not it, really. It's, just, it's, just, it's not. We want it to, but it won't. Yeah. Because I don't know what's going to happen. And then, yeah, they've been. But then we also don't know a lot of the team on the SmackDown side. I think they're missing one spot. And I think the SmackDown women's side, there's only Ruby Riot and Bianca identified. The other three haven't been identified. I like Ruby and uh, Liv's new kind of gimmick. Higher and everything. Like they, yeah. they, the gear and their hair and all that stuff. I like that shit. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I want to see someone get the women's titles. I thought it was cool, honestly, Shane and Nia, but I'm already kind of over it. Yeah, and I'm over Lana going through a table eight weeks. In I a just row. want I just want to know what, the, what what's the end game for that. I mean, obviously, they're doing it for a reason, you know. This has to be some kind of payoff, you know. As odd as this shit is, there has to be some end in resolution, you know. I don't think they know anything that's going on in the women's division. You got the champs, obviously, but they did Sasha and Bailey, so I doubt they're going to do that again at Mania. Which I kind of don't want to see it at Mania. I'd rather see something new. I, I'm all in the Sasha Bianca train. Yeah. Yeah, like we had a conversation in the group chat. Yeah. Yeah. Even besides that, I'd be cool with Ronda. I'd be cool with that. But I don't know like, who's going to face Asuka. You going to have Charlotte again? I mean, nobody's. I mean, they could do that because Asuka has never beaten Charlotte. <laughs> yeah, they could because you got to think they ain't. They ain't got nobody. And that that's one of the main reasons. That's well, what I they have people. About. They're not using people. I yeah, say. Uh, and it's not even that. It's just who's COVID safe and who's not. The only ones I can see going up against Asuka, if they keep brand integrity right now, is Shayna and then or Charlotte. 
Mm -hmm. I don't see them boosting anyone higher, you know? And what I'm surprised by that they haven't done yet, which everybody had been clamoring for, is the, the four horsewomen squaring off, you know, the, the MMA and the WWE. I'm surprised they hadn't done it yet. I mean, it looked like they was kind of leading toward it a little bit when they were doing the Raw Underground because both of the girls were there, you know, on that show, you know. So I think as I think the other two, Marina and Jasmine, I think as people would say, I think they're pretty green mm -hmm. in parentheses if people are just listening. And yeah, but they hadn't, I don't, they hadn't even been there that long either. So, mm -hmm. I mean, they, Do you think they probably got signed. Like, they're probably very talented. Obviously, they were in the MMA. Yeah. I mean, one of them married to Roderick Strong, so. Yeah, they probably got signed just to kind of get signed too, you know. Mm -hmm. And then we we didn't talk about the draft or whatever. It's just like as soon as they signed uh, Bianca to SmackDown, I was like, I knew the Street Profits had to go over there some kind of way because that's that's kind of the telltale thing when people move because they go with their spouse, you know. Yeah. Because damn, keep Lee, you know, keep Lee went to Raw. and then Mia Yim come up. <laughs> yeah, come on, yeah, she going to Raw. Well, she, I guess she's there reckoning. But mm -hmm. no, even do I'm just getting sick of raw, man. I'm just week by week I watch less and less. Drew's the only one I really like. I like what they're doing with him and Randy still. Randy's been on a roll this year, but like I love the new day, but yeah. it's still different without Big E. Smack I don't know if you watch SmackDown like that, but SmackDown's way better. I, I've I don't know, man, because I get home on Friday and it's just I don't know. I, I keep telling myself, you know, I'll watch the replay on Hulu. I'll watch later or whatever, and I, I just never get around to it. But I have been So you haven't really seen Roman be Roman, I guess, right, besides the pay-per-views? Oh, I, 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 I'm I aware. I know what he's doing. It's just like I I don't watch start to end anymore. You know, I'll catch a, a highlight package here, some clips there. You know, I'll talk about it with a couple of people, but I don't actively watch from beginning to end anymore. I only watch it honestly beginning and end because just with this job recruiting, we work a lot. And Saturday morning, we got to wake up and PT the hooligans um, in the morning. So usually I don't go out on Fridays. That's kind of like my chill night, you know, Saturdays when I'll go do something. But uh, so I usually just watch SmackDown on Friday because it's only, at least on the East Coast, it's not 8 to 10, you know? Yeah. So it's very doable. I don't know. And then I watch NXT, I'd say. I hadn't even been watching NXT. I've, the only thing I've been keeping up with is AEW. I have well, not, that. I haven't been watching Dark, but I need to. I mean, it, there's some. Well, some, I want to watch it. The Dudley Boy, ah, uh, Dudley Boy. Yeah, the Devon twins. Yeah, Devon's twins are wrestling there now. Which I don't get how or why WWE never really signed them. Just kind of out of like, hey, we're gonna sign your sons. And see, and this kind of go back to what I was saying about Jericho. You know how how much he is contributing to professional wrestling, and I don't even think this. I can you can even put all this on uh Jericho. It's just like there's other options. And you want to, you know, as a veteran, especially you know, Jericho and Devon and all them, they've been in that WWE system, they know how it is, and especially for his kids, his young kids, relatively. I don't think he feels like that's something they should be into so early, you know. They, they got to school, so they trained up well enough in there. I'm pretty sure they worked a couple of independents around where they are. And yeah. then I think the next logical thing, other than WWE, would be AEW. AEW. I mean, they could try the ROH route, but I don't think that would be a fit for them particularly. 
So AEW is like the next best thing for them, especially dark. Just because a talent is on dark doesn't mean that they're signed to AEW proper. Because which I think is cool though, because it gives yeah. them that platform. Yeah, exactly. What it's why I like AEW. What they're doing right now, as far as talent goes, they still giving people opportunities, even though they're not under contract. They just do like a little handshake deal or however they do it for a couple matches, and then you know they go on about their business. Yeah, I kind of, first off, I like Daily's place. I think it's cool. I wouldn't mind watching a show there. Yeah. You know, I'd probably go to a pay-per-view there, but I'm not but COVID crazy down there. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, but, Florida, Florida's like, fuck it. I mean, we can't get no worse. Just open all yeah, the shit. Yeah, they're just like, yeah, whatever. But uh, I don't know, man. Like, Jericho's just doing great things. Like, it's crazy. Like, yeah, everyone kind of craps on him on Instagram and Twitter because of his body. Yeah. But man, you've been wrestling thirty years, and he turned fifty. Literally, was it yesterday or two days ago? Like, I probably won't look that good at fifty. <laughs> and then you know, the other things that I've been watching is a uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, which I tried to put you on, but you 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 ain't on that level yet. Um, I watch like the big ones, like Wrestle Kingdom, but I don't know. I don't know. I just can't. I don't know. I need. Well, I tell you, I tell you what, I, I was like you. You know, somebody was like, hey, man, you got to watch this shit. And then I watched the first couple of things and I was just like, eh, this is all right. And then I seen Shinsuke Nakamura for the first time and I was like, oh, this is great. And, you know, and I well, just, the first time I ever watched it was Shinsuke and AJ right before AJ came. You showed me it. And I was like, oh, I'm going to watch this. Like, oh, well, he's going to WWE. I was like, oh, well, well, fuck it. I don't need to watch it anymore. That's what you no, did before. <laughs> Before you go up, not go off, I'm not going to go off, but before you get into the New Japan thing you were saying, I want to ask you some serious question. If I ever got stationed in, like, Oki, would you ever go out for, like, a Wrestle Kingdom? I want to. It's on the bucket list, just like how WrestleMania was. But, I mean, obviously, that's a I'd little Because for me, obviously, it'd be a lot cheaper. I get stationed. Oh, yeah, of course. No shit, gonna, right? <laughs> I just got to fly to Tokyo. But at least you know someone. Yeah. I need to renew my passport. It's about to expire. I never used it either. I, I don't even have one, to be honest. I mean, we, it's like we never really needed it, right? Oh, yeah, we're going, like, <laughs> you're going on the plane and, and go. Do I need a passport? Like, boy. <laughs> Just get your ass on the goddamn plane. <laughs> get your ass on the plane. No, what are you going to say about New Japan? Oh, it's this um, Minoru Suzuki. He's a uh, 52 years old. And he is just, he moves like a 30-year-old, man. It's just it's crazy how some of those guys just kind of retain their youth and everything. Cause like the style there is really, really athletic. You know, we yeah. talk about WWE being like this entertainment sports showy type shit, but like there they take their sports like seriously. It's just, they treat it like bona fide athletes. I mean, you know, WWE, they have, they have their own thing too, but like, those guys there is just crazy. And to have somebody his age, 52 years old, 53 or something like that, and to be that mentally and physically aware is just crazy. And then here we are. We're going to talk about The Undertaker again. He's like 54, 55, something like that, somewhere in that range. Closer yeah. yeah, closer to 60 than anything. And then you have Kane, who is two years younger than him, I believe, or something like that, who is in way better shape than The Undertaker. Yeah. So, Kane's starting to get his. All right, man. I'm a politician. I'm done wrestling. I got my little belly going. Mm -hmm. I mean, but you, you, you know, he'll come back around when campaign time comes. 
You're like, oh, I need some votes. Let me go put the mask on. Let me go do an appearance. <laughs> I kind of liked how Glenn Jacobs won the 24-7 title, not Kane. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool, actually. Mm-hmm. I told you, it must have been campaign season. <laughs> it was. You know, it was. <laughs> See? Yeah, he got to do what he's got to do. Smart business. Smart business. It is. Why wouldn't you use that platform? You know what I mean? Yeah. That'd be like The Rock if he ever ran for something not trying to get on a television show. Yeah. So let's 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 stop it right there. Goddamn. What do you think about all this shit about Roman Reigns versus The Rock? So Rock and Taker are my two favorite of all time. Mm. So it's like, do I want to see it? Yeah. But like I said, the little kid in me now being older, I know Roman will win. But it's like little kid in me still like, I'll be pissed when Roman wins. You know what I mean? I'm all about it. I don't think, even though I get the storyline they're going to go with, you know, the family thing, I don't think that's passing passing the torch at all. I think that's just Rock going to get more eyes on Roman. But I'm all about it. But, like, I'm all about it. But if they keep going this route with Roman being this monster's heel, I'd way rather see Big E get it. You know what I mean? I'm down with that. You know, because even I'm, if he lost, even if Biggie lost, yeah, I'd rather see on Biggie lose to Roman at Mania than say at the Rumble, and then Rock gets him at Mania. Mm. I'd like know. to see Biggie be the one to take it from him. Yeah, that's true too. Because obviously the Rock's not going to take it from him. I kind of like what they're doing with Angel Garza from what I've been seeing. He's been cutting a lot of promos and everything. And I kind of like him. I didn't like him at first. He's another one that kind of grew on me. But what kind of makes me sad about that is what the fuck did they are they doing with Andrade? Andrade Andrade is he he could be a world champion or a universal Yeah. It's crazy because he's so good. Mm-hmm. He was good. Well, not, I guess being good in NXT really doesn't mean anything. We learned that. But he's engaged to the fit Flair family. Like, I don't get how that's not in a way. Granted, he should be at that level just based off his talent, in my opinion. Yeah. But then to have that name backing him up, like, I, I don't get it either. And a, a, another guy that I got my eye on as well in the same uh, wheelhouse there is uh, the Escobar. Dude, that's the oh the cruiserweight, cruiserweight champion. champion. I like him yeah. a lot. You know, I, I I've known him for I mean not personally, but you know, TV wise since he was in Lucha Underground as King Cuerno. You know, but to hear him on the mic and the way he speak, man, is just like I like that dude. I like him a lot. Him um the, even the promo exchange him and Swerve had back and forth before they had the uh, title match. That was I great. Like Swerve. Yeah, Swerve is good too. I mean, they got so much potential, man. All of them. And it's just like, let's bring back Goldberg. Let's bring back Brock. Let's bring back The Undertaker. Yeah. I'm a big Damian Priest fan. I like him, too. I've seen him. From the entrance to everything. Yeah, I've seen him almost die once. That was kind of scary. Where? When I went to WrestleMania in New Orleans, they had the uh, ROH Super Show there. It was ROH and New Japan had a pay-per-view show together. That was when uh, Kenny Omega went against Cody. Yeah, that's when you met everyone, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. now, um, 
yeah, he dove over the corner post to the outside and he missed. <laughs> kind of. He's a big dude, isn't he? And like hit six, the ground. Five? Yeah, six five, doing crazy shit like that. What was he known as in Independence? Uh, Punishment Martinez. Yep, that's what I thought. Yeah, because they even he even had that name when he first got to NXT, mm-hmm. and then they changed it. Yep, but he's but pretty they're good. just ruining people. Look at a Dominic Dijakovic. Like, that's dumb. And then Dio Madden, I never really seen him wrestle, but on no. that I never really saw how big he was until he stood up next to Brock that one time. I was like, yeah, yeah. that's a big son of a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yo, how are you dropping the ball with these guys? Yeah. And then you got Lars Sullivan, who does every crime under the planet wrong. You're giving him a push. Yeah, hey, man. White and hairy. Hey, man, uh, 20 bucks is 20 bucks. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's his lifestyle. I hate that dude. Even even before all this shit, I was not a Lars Sullivan guy. I I liked him in NXT. Like, when he first, I I just, what kind of. I liked his entrance. Yeah, the entrance was cool. The freaking the car crash or the scream or whatever, and then the red light. And all, I thought that was fucking cool. Yeah. I thought he was good for a big man. I mean, he didn't do nothing too crazy or whatever. He had a good match with Alistair Black where he whiffed the black mask. But, I mean, that wasn't his fault. Yeah. <laughs> you know? They don't even get me started on Alistair Black. They just all right, I won't. So let's keep it moving. Uh <laughs> Because, yeah, you and I are both pretty upset about Remember we both said he was a potential contender to win the Rumble? Yeah. And then we talked last show, like we said, Big E, The Rock, or Edge are, like, the most likely winners. <laughs> I know. And then Who would think in 2021, two out of the three would be The Rock and Edge? Shit, who would thought in 2020 Edge would have been even in this conversation? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, but man. he's good. Like, if Edge came back and won the Rumble, would I be low-key salty? I bet. Yeah, because he's done it before and he's older. You know what I mean? But he got screwed with that whole how he got hurt with retirement early and all that. So he's different. It was different than when Batista came back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Blue Tista. That was mad funny. It came down to him and Roman, and everyone was going batshit crazy. Somehow thinking Roman was going to win that while in the Shield. And then a year later... They're booing the shit out of him when he wins. <laughs> yeah, no, no shit, right? It's just like they call. Supposedly, they call audibles all the time. They change stuff at the last minute. They always doing this. They always doing that. But when it really fucking matter, they never fucking do it. Like no. that, that could have been an audible. That right there, they could have been like, "Oh man, you hear this crowd? Let's do that instead." You know, and they'll yeah, work it think- out later, like they always fucking do. I don't fucking get it. Just like how pretty much I think up until like a week or two before the Rumble or even the week of, it was Shayna winning the whole thing and then Charlotte won. Are Did the those... place go pretty nuts for Charlotte? Yeah. When for... Like when she won the Rumble when you were there? Oh. It was more like... Eh. Was it more Shayna? I mean, it was almost like what we were just talking about. Anybody other than her. <laughs> and then she won. But the place went nuts when McIntyre won. Oh, fucking right, man. I was at the concession stand after you know, it was after he won. I went up to the round of things because the kids was in the bathroom and the fireworks went off and it fucking blew my eardrums. And I was like, ah, and it was just crazy. <laughs> Besides Edge, because Edge obviously got loud as pop of the night. No one beat that. But MVP. Was it MVP? <laughs> it was all just me, though. <laughs> yeah. But who would have thought? And not only would you be hearing it, because the Rumble spot he did, 
that was coming eventually. He's one of them guys they would have brought back to do that, right? But who would have thought in 2020, MVP would probably, I would say probably top five best things in WWE programming. You, you can't, you couldn't doubt it anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I, I would much rather him being more of a managerial role, kind of like what he's doing now. Oh, with, I think no, le- now less hands on. But I mean, hey, I'm happy with what I can get because I just like MVP. <laughs> yeah. And this is going to slip. I thought he was already, he probably would have been in the Hall of Fame anyway. But I think this is going to solidify it even more. Oh, yeah. Because I was very pissed when they had like that raw reunion or uh, old school bullshit. Oh, the raw 25. Yeah, that shit. And he was there at that poker game with the uh, APA and all that shit. And all he did was bowling. And nobody said nothing. I was like, this is what you're going to do with MVP? This is this yeah, I, this- I, don't, I, don't, I don't like when they do that shit like in general. Like I think those shows are cool because it's nice. Like, oh, yo, I haven't seen MVP on W program forever, but they're gonna bring him back to like use do something. <laughs> like I didn't know this, but when SmackDown debuted on Fox, unless you watch the WWE like the day of thing, they have it's like 20 minutes long. They had all those superstars there, but didn't like use them. Like I don't know if they did like a super show after, but like you see like Goldberg was there and made an entrance through like the thing sting i think rick flair i don't get though even whether he was on tv or not i'm really surprised they didn't put the undertaker on that i get it they had the rock but even like for an offering thing like now granted the rock show was smackdown but if it wasn't rocks it was takers you know what i mean that's like yeah so i don't know and then what 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 was what was he talking about what were we talking about i think it was just the undertaker in general i was just like and how shitty is this to where, like, you associate The Undertaker with SmackDown more than anything? Obviously, he built his roots in Raw in the early 90s and shit yeah. and all that other stuff. But he was majority a SmackDown guy. He even came back for that one Survivor Series or the bragging rights or whatever the fuck. Or was it Survivor Series? To where he's like, if SmackDown don't win, it's going to be hell to pay. Oh, that was yeah. he came back down on the... Nine, I remember it was the 900th episode of SmackDown, but it was the go home before Survivor Series in yeah. 2016. Because remember, yeah. that's when he talked about Shane being like a fearless guy. Yeah. And after that, he was never on fucking SmackDown ever again. Yeah. <laughs> he, every time he came back, he was on Raw. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't get yeah. They, they just do shit so weird. I just want. If you could pick right now with how their bodies are, so not in their prime, if you could pick two dudes to come back to face each other, like who would you pick? Like me, like The Rock's obviously in amazing shape. And I don't know if when you see Stone Cold when he on TV or his Broken Skull sessions or on Instagram. Oh, yeah, he always in shape. He, he, I think he's bigger, just like The Rock, bigger now than he was during the, the, the wrestling days. Now that's a different bigger, though. <laughs> yeah. But do you think them two, if they fought, could put on like a decent match? Say they they knew, so they trained, obviously. I believe so. Do you think they could put on a good match? I believe so. I wouldn't mind seeing it. It won't ever happen. Stone Cold. Oh no! Oh, I I know that. But if but you can't say never. You never thought Shawn Michaels was going to come back. But I I still think. Well, shit! You throw ten million dollars at me. It's hard to say no. (laughs) But I can't believe when Shawn Michaels came back. They did the crown jewel, the tag match, DX, the explosive. They talked about that in the thing. And all four of them were like, 
Wow, that was awful. Shawn Michaels, they show him backstage after. You know how everyone's like, oh, you, oh, you missed the hole by this much? He's like, we missed by this much. <laughs> like, he was very open about, wow, like, that match. So I was like, I wonder if Pride's going to be a son of a bitch. And well, see, and, that, and, that, and that's else. the thing, too. It's just like, if you if that was Shawn Michaels from 10 years ago or, or, or further back, that wouldn't have been a conversation. That interview wouldn't have went like that. That match yeah. wouldn't have went like that. But now it's just like, yeah, slop some money at me. Take, Taker and Sean, is, in some people's opinion, both of their matches are the greatest match ever. Yes. My favorite WrestleManias of all time. All three of them back to back. It was uh, Sean and Flair, then Sean and Taker, one and two. Yeah. I think Sean and Taker, one, was the best, though. And Houston. Yeah. I think just storyline, it was way better the second time, obviously, career versus streak. But, uh, yeah, it's just crazy. Because Taker kind of made it known in the documentary that he had all all playing purposes of retiring after Roman. Like, come on, he even contacted Vince McMahon three days before. He's like, hey, you can record me. You're not going to just record yourself to do it, especially him. Because he, I will give Taker this, he's Mr. Kayfabe until recently. Yeah. You know? Tell so, you, but, and, and Nick and, fucking LeBron James in a full fucking Undertaker gear. Yeah, and, <laughs> until he started doing goddamn with Mr. with Doctor Disrespect for a fucking video game tournament and shit. Until he started power <laughs> driving motherfuckers on Jimmy Kimmel and shit. <laughs> now he's everywhere, but sorry, some. And then and then he said when he agreed for the match with Cena, he already signed on to do the first Saudi shit. And then after that, he obviously just kept going. But he might be done. He made it sound like after AJ, he was done. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm he, in this. Yeah. He was done at 28. WrestleMania 28 or 27, whatever fucking one that the hell in the cell was. Yeah, he, he says it all there. the time. He says he says it all the time that it's the pop and like what else did he say? He, he says all the time. He says, I say it to Sean all the time. I wish I went when you went. Yeah. He, he If he want pops, he can go to goddamn conventions, which this is WWE fault as well. He was doing. He was going to be at the AEW. The yeah, they talk about that. Until there's like, nah, player. Exactly. Yeah. like, nah, player. Yeah, take this money real quick and you stay over here. You don't go over there. It was him and Kurt Angle. Yeah, didn't he sign like some crazy year deal after that? Yes, it was like him an and Kurt Angle. Year deal or something, or a thirty-year deal. Something, something like I don't know. I don't, I don't know the particulars, but I heard he signed some crazy shit. But it was him, Kurt Angle, and uh, Star what Cave. I think is that what it's called? Starcade. No, Starcast. 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 Yeah. Star Cave was, was the pay per view. Yeah, him, Kurt Angle, and I think what Sting or something maybe. Sting or Flair. Or somebody that was all supposed to be a star cast, and then it was like, nope, 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 nope. He said him and Vince actually beefed about that. Yeah, especially if you if you say, let's say it just wasn't a contract. He just said he would be there, you know, just to do the thing or whatever. But you give your word at some point. That's got to be more to somebody than anything. Well, you know what it is, too. Like, you always hear Vince doesn't want people around that. And I could see why, right? competition all that but do you really think like do you really like brock wouldn't surprise me because brock's all about money right but do you really think taker's gonna show up at double or nothing no (laughs) like no no 
I think it's crazy. You but the edges, edges twenty four documentary. But, but go back to a couple of statements that you just made a little while ago. He, you know, the Undertaker openly admitted, you know, you hear the pop, you feel the roar of the crowd, and all the other bullshit. Who's to say that when it happened over there? He went over there, did the star cast thing, maybe stayed behind for the show, felt that energy in the crowd, and like, hey man, what's up? What's happening? You know, goddamn junkie. That's what he is, goddamn it. He is. But did you ever watch the Edges twenty Edges twenty four? Yeah, I, I watched that one. How he uh, he AEW reached back out to him first. Yeah, yeah. Imagine and he, he, he almost he and he almost entertained it, but he felt like he had unfinished business over there. But you can't blame him. Yeah. And I wouldn't mind if, you know, if he was fit and mentally, you know, stable enough to do it. I ain't saying any crazy or nothing. But if yeah. he is like all sound mind and body to continue wrestling for a little while longer, I wouldn't mind him doing the Jericho route. Just well, just, Sting's gonna show up there at some point. Do, do Sting, something. they yeah, Sting will show up on AEW, but I guess one more, one more quick thing we can talk about before we uh, wrap it up. I know you got things to do. Um, we've talked about this before, but I, it's always one of those things I always like to run back and re-entertain. More on the A, who do you see, now that it's been a whole year of AEW, we've had a whole year of AEW, right? Like, I don't know if you saw Cody's tweet pretty much saying like, hey, rookies, you're not rookies anymore. Mm-hmm. Who do you see jump and shift from AEW to WWE. Now, WWE to AEW could be friggin' anyone, you know what I mean? Yeah. They release. But who do you see being the first one to jump ship? I don't know. Um, just the currently the people I see, it. I don't think it'll be Brian Cage. I don't think it'll be like an MJF. I don't think the big... Yeah, yeah, I don't think it'll be a hangman. I don't think it'll be MJF. I don't think it'll be Ricky Starks or Darby Allen, but I believe pretty much everybody else that is not in a managerial role or EVP role or whatever the fuck. Maybe the females. I can see the females. Like maybe a like a Nyla Rose. Uh, maybe a few. But like I can see maybe Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford going over there. Yeah. In, anybody other than the names that I just said, John Moxley included, I don't think – well. I, I take that back. I pull that back. Well, no. so Moxley actually said recently in an interview, he has no desire to go back. Now, obviously, shit changes. Yeah. Well, I, I, I say that. I take that back because he's been there before. And obviously, he'll say that now because he's been in that environment. We already know his dismay with the company and everything. But years from now, that could change. That's always – I say that because he was there once. And it – Shit, it would have hell been a hell of different conversation if he never been at all. You know, I've been like, hell, I could see Moxley going over there. But yeah. he's been there for a long time. FCW, NXT, WWE, the whole nine, you know. Grand Slam champion in WWE. Exactly. <laughs> Do you see Jericho? Fought CM another? Punk. Fought William Regal. <laughs> Do you see Jericho going back? Because Jericho, yeah. I mean, not vocally known. He has a good relationship, he says, still with yeah. Of course. You think so? Yes. If, For a run, if, like a final if, if match. anything, if anything, if it, I mean, if we're talking about going back as in an appearance, yes. If we're talking about as in being inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, yes. But match, 50-50 on that. You know the 
thing I don't get about WWE, and it's obviously Vince. Vince makes all the final calls with big shit. You'll see what I'm getting at is Vince, hey, Jericho mentioned going to New Japan to Vince, right? He always told Vince, like, everything. So I guess when AEW came around, they were working out a thing, too. But he's like, no, like, he made it known. Like, when Jericho came out on that press conference, Vince knew. It's not like that's when WWE found out. But they never highlight Jericho on WWE. Like, they did during the Taker documentary, the first chapter. But they never talk about him having the most intercontinental title reigns or the most amount of Royal Rumble time. Or he's not in any of, like, the graphics anymore and... They, like, I don't get why they do that when he's like, yeah, we got a good relationship, this, this, and this, but we're not going to show Jericho. Like, you see, they talk about Ambrose. Didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> when they talk about Ambrose. I feel when they talk about the Shield and stuff, don't you think? Well, I don't think they say Dean Ambrose specifically, or do they just say the Shield? I'd have to pay attention more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, they, they're not going to talk about anybody that's not currently making them no money. I want to know that's just how it is. They don't even talk about who held the um, longest, uh, with the most tag team title reigns before the New Day. They don't even talk about who had the longest title tag team title reigns before the New Day. Because I believe what it was like, demolition or some shit like that. Yeah, now it's and they had a lawsuit with them a long time ago. So obviously they ain't going to talk about no shit like that. I wonder when Jericho's going to... Hell, they don't even talk about the Dudleys. Yeah, until they pass them, yeah. Yeah. You know? See? See, Brian agree? Dudley boys. <laughs> Dudley boys are the best tag team of all time. As much as I was more growing up, more of a Hardy Boy guy. Well, well since I got two uh, wrestling fans here in the chat, uh, Brian and uh, Eric, this is a question that I want to pose to you before we wrap it up. In 10 years from now, I know I asked this question before. I think me and you might have said the same thing or me and um, Anomaly might have said the same thing. But 10 years from now, who is the best tag team in the world that we look back on and be like, hey, this is the greatest tag team in the world? Because, I mean, obviously for the generation, it's the Dudley boys, you know. But from henceforth, you know, with all the stuff that's going on, all these new tag teams and everything, but 10 years from now, who are we going to be saying that about? It was, I'm going to say New Day, though. Yeah, we got the New Day and um, the Young Bucks. I believe. Yeah. I, I really you believe that. Them. Hey, shit, right there. And I'm saying that from a guy who has not even really seen an ass load of Young Bucks. Yeah, uh, no, I agree. And in 10 years from now, I believe they'll be one of the greatest tag teams ever. And then one New last Day will thing. be all-time great tag teams because of the, the boundaries they pushed as a group. Yeah, and the reins and how they got – do you think the Street Profits are going to split when they kind of lose titles, or do you see them being like a long tenure? Because obviously it's obvious Montez will be a single star. That's going to happen. Angelo too, maybe, but Montez, obviously. Do you think they have a multiple tag reign? I, maybe, but I don't see a lot for Docs. I don't. I hate that, too, because he's athletic as shit, but look at Montez. He was, what, in NXT for seven to ten years? <laughs> you know? He'll be like, What'd they say? They say anything yet? Oh, yeah. Uh, Eric, he's torn between New Day and the Usos, which, you know, okay. you can count the Usos out either. You're exactly right. It's pretty much New Day, Usos, or Young Bucks. Who comes slow? Unless FTR, they go on this massive role. FTR is just like blah. 
their match was okay at the the pay per view, but they just blotted me. What did you did you watch Full Gear? Yes, I did. What did you think? It was good. I liked it. It, it just Moxley and Eddie Kingston. Was yeah, good. the whole show was good, and they had bad spots in it. So is this not like? I can't say the show wasn't good because of those bad spots in it or whatever, or vice versa. I can't say it was a bad show because there was more good than bad. You know, it was just crazy. Depending on what people watch, some, some still say the Briscoes. Oh, yeah. You're right. Tied. New Day, Usos. Is he saying Briscoes and Young Bucks as the other two? Or is he playing something else? Uh, depending on um, what people watch, you know, because some people don't watch what we watch you know some people don't watch AEW. some people only watch roh for some odd reason some people yeah, only watch TNA if you listen to the uwo podcast and um yeah it's just it's i guess it is subjective as is everything you know but yeah what would you say we'll say we'll go back three years so we'll say 2017 and then we go to 2020 well, 2030, I should say. Who are some of the best single competitors by 2030? Maybe up and comers. Obviously, you can still say Roman. You can still say Rollins. Those are obvious. And see, man, Brian keep bringing up a couple of a lot of good ones that I'm ashamed to say that I, I had forgotten about. We got the Motor City Machine Guns. You know, Alex oh, Shelley. Oh, yeah. You know, Chris Saban. You know, there was a phenomenal tag team. And I was... Hype as hell when they made that uh return and uh what, what was that impact and they won the freaking uh tag titles. I don't know yeah. too much about the north there, guy. I know who they yeah, are, but bleh. I know who they are, but I don't know that much about them. Oh, e- Ethan, Ethan Elemental P, whatever the fuck his name is. Then they got the guy that wear the earmuffs, the wrestling head yeah. ear. <laughs> earmuffs. <laughs> yeah, that's all I really got. Yeah, but yeah, um. We'll be back for the Survivor Series preview show. Yeah, that's when, um, I, that's when I got you. Yeah, hopefully I can still do that. But um, singles, AJ Styles. Um, yeah. Freaking. Think I Montez. I don't know. Ten years. Maybe. Maybe. And it's crazy. MJF. Yeah, MJF. I like him a lot. I do too. I don't know. I, I want to see what the Escobar guy is in ten years. The in, the cruiserweight champion. Hell, I, think I, 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 I did it. I did a. I did a complete one eighty on fucking Jordan Devlin, man. I, I hated the fuck out of that guy. I put him in the same boat with Finn Balor. I, obviously, because Finn Balor trained him, and he looked like a little Finn Balor clone. But Jordan Devlin does it for me now, and I I, I like that. And um, are they are they ever gonna do a match those two? What the the cruiserweight guys? Yeah, they're not just, the, unless they make that the NXT UK cruiserweight. But I don't know how many NXT cruiserweight, cruiserweight NXT UK cruiserweight title. Yeah, like I don't, I don't know. I love me some Walter. Yeah, that you seen the one you know with the dragon in twenty thirty. Malcolm Bivens. <laughs> Malcolm Bivens for president. I love that dude's Twitter. It's so funny. I love how he turns everything into rap somehow. Uh-huh. Uh, Fergie, you said, don't forget beer money. Fuck beer money. Nah, they're not greatest. They were good, honestly. They were good together, but 
Fuck them. Do you see Randy Orton tweet, who's James Storm? <laughs> no. <laughs> what, a, what a prick. And who got singles in 10 years? MJF, Sammy Guevara, Devlin, Devlin. Darby Allen, Jungle Boy, and uh, Buddy. Well, hey, it's not Buddy Murphy. It's Murphy. Murphy. God damn it. <laughs> you really think Jungle Boy? That's a, that's a shocker. And, uh, Cedric good. Alexander, too. Yeah. I'd like to see, honestly, any of them. Mm-hmm. What about Matt Hardy? Who? Matt Hardy. Bitch, I hang up on you right now. <laughs> Go the fuck home. Man, 10 years from now, I hope he's damn in a retirement home somewhere. <laughs> Him and Jeff. Yeah. Shit, I'll take Jeff another 10 years over Matt. I'll take Jeff 20 years for not another year of Matt Hardy. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying I love everything Jeff Hardy's doing personally. Still. But yeah, anyway, thank you all for listening. On behalf of myself and I did it right, <laughs> Nick Anacelli. Uh, this has been Wrestling This Trash. Be sure to follow on social media and um, find all the episodes on randomrob.com. Beep, 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 beep. Hold on, I got the button. <laughs>